Hello and welcome everybody to Think Piecing. I'm your host, Grace Hancock. How's everybody doing? Hello. Thanks for coming to episode five. It's July. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, hey team, let's wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Don't be a dodo bird. Don't be a problem. Just wear a mask. There's a lot of fun things about masks. Saving lives, anonymity. I don't know. It's not hard. Uh, thank you, everybody, for all of the love from last week's episode. Um, thank you, Tor, so much for being on the show. And thank you guys for being such uh, wonderful hosts with me. She had such a great time, and I'm glad you guys had such a good time. And thank you, everybody, for your patience as I figure out Zencaster. Um, it's very much, we're like, her and I love this kind of shit, and we're like, bah, la, la, la. but if you talk over one another, it mutes one of the people. So it's, you know, thanks for for figuring that out with me. Um, and thank you, Tor, for being here. I know that being seen is hard. Talking about stuff that's personal is hard. And she killed it. So I was so thrilled that you guys loved it, as did I. Um, I, I just want, I just, I always send me your ghost stuff, you guys. This show cannot be paranormal enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no max. There's only more joy for me um, and hopefully for you. Also, my grounding practice for this week has been gardening. So... If you're uh, somebody who likes to garden, you don't have to have a yard. You don't. You can just bring in. Um, what I used to do is I used to put a garbage bag on the floor in my kitchen and just make a mess in there. Get some little pots, little soil. Uh, you can use gardening tools, but hey, worst comes to worst, you can use plastic spoons because that's what I used to do. So gardening is great. It's very similar to earthing, which I think I talked about last week. But that's been what I've been doing uh, this week with lots of like new little plant friends. What a delight. How's everyone doing? How's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, I had a nice, I had a very nice week. Um, we did some fun, uh, very socially distanced, very responsible uh, social outings with our friends, Owen, Jackie, and Jack, some of my absolute favorite people. Oh my God, those people, that family is like medicine to my soul. Um, so that was super, super fun. You guys might know Owen Mugen. And uh, uh, me and Tor, speaking of Tor, had like a two and a half hour Zoom girl night the other night and that was just a real treat so it's you know there's ways to do it responsibly don't uh, don't isolate yourself if you don't have to um, if you're somebody who's well and other people around you are also well and have been also being responsible figure out little ways to to say hey to your pals or just do a zoom it was fun it was nice so do that also i watched uh <laughs> i watched the film 365 days on on Netflix. Now, I'm not, this isn't a sentence that I'm proud to be saying. Um, and boy, was it rough. But, you know, look, sometimes you just, you hear a lot of stuff about something and it's trending. And my curiosity got the best of me and I watched it. And um, here's what I'll say. It's better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, that is not a compliment, but it is a true statement. So if you guys have seen that, let me know uh, your thoughts on that. I was very like, I, I did a little bit of pearl clutching. I did a lot of cringing, a lot of laughs. All in all, not a waste of time. Um, but more important, oh Lord, speaking of potent, <laughs> uh, more importantly, <laughs> um, and, and dare I say most importantly, um, I do believe, I think there's a very high chance that I've, absolutely peaked this week as a human. Um, I don't know if anybody saw, don't worry, I will be screenshotting it and posting it everywhere and framing it in my office. Uh, Zach Bagans retweeted me 
And then Billy Tolly liked my tweet. And then Patty Negri commented on my tweet. So like I said, I this is it. This is the pinnacle of my existence. And um, I'm dropping everything and becoming a paranormal investigator. So whew, what a treat. Uh, it was just a gift. It's like the heavens were like, today, Grace, we love you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. So Ken and Joe Starr and Tord, I have a group text that is almost exclusively devoted to ghost adventures, which is how I prefer all my group texts to be. And uh, we had a real fun time uh, unpacking all that. I had the I had full zoomies, full human zoomies. I'm not really somebody who gets starstruck, and when I do, it's usually around very weird things. This is a prime example. I've literally hung out with Al Pacino multiple times over several years. Nothing compared to this. I literally was like. <gasps> Like I clutched my heart, like physically my hand went to my heart. Um, And also I think I broke out in hives. I mean, it was great. What a treat. So that was the high for me. Definitely higher than 365 days. Although that lead actor in that is a real, I, uh, I respect him as a man. I, mm -hmm, yeah, Um, I'll leave it at that. But more importantly, I mean, not more importantly than Zach Bagans finally retweeting me. <laughs> he watched one of my stories once, but this was like a hundred times better. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Reiki and I'm super excited. I've been working my little bum bum off on this episode and I'm really excited to just dive right in. So that's what we're going to do. Is everybody ready? You comfy? We're doing it. So look, I love Reiki. I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. Reiki has drastically changed my life for the better, more so than any other healing modality or treatment or medication I've tried, and in a much shorter amount of time with zero side effects. Yes to all of that. I have studied and researched Reiki extensively, and I'm so amped to break it down for everybody because I think the bummer that I have discovered about Reiki is that I haven't found a great resource to send people to that covers both scientific and the spiritual sides of it. So I literally just created my own by creating this episode and I've been working so hard on it and I've talked about this a lot. I have a really evenly split right and left brained approach to things. So I think that this is a very clear and very well-rounded explainer. Um, and I think it's going to be the perfect resource to have on hand to send anybody who's interested or curious or confused. So the way that I'm going to break it down is we're going to just, we have like nine sections, essentially. I know that sounds daunting. Don't worry. They're fast, but we're going to just go over what is Reiki? What does it do? How does it do that? What can it be used for? How do I have Reiki? What does it feel like? What is a session like? Where do I schedule Reiki? And then I have like a couple, like two FAQs just to pepper in to really, uh, to cover it all. And then if anybody still has questions after that, please let me know because, um, God bless you. Okay. So I'm going to get a drip of water, a drip of water, Lord. Oh yeah. That was a graphic one. So what is Reiki? Reiki is a gentle healing energy that balances, detoxifies, and promotes healing in your body, mind, and spirit. It is channeled through your Reiki healer, myself, and into you. So Reiki itself has always existed, but as an energy healing technique, it came from Japan where it was quote unquote discovered in 1922 by Dr. Mikao Usui. Now he's credited with the modern day Reiki movement, but Reiki likely originated in India, traveled through China and landed in Japan where other healers were also practicing Reiki, but he's largely credited because his particular school of Reiki known as the Usui method of natural healing was brought essentially to the Western world by his protege's protege. So his protege, Chujiro Hayashi, taught Hawaii Takata, and she brought it to Hawaii in 1937, which then eventually it was brought to the continental U.S. and Canada. 
So the word Reiki is made up of two Japanese symbols, Rei and Ki. And there's a couple of different ways uh, to write it, but essentially translates to Rei meaning universal or higher power and Ki meaning life force energy, Reiki. And it's not associated with any particular religion or religious practice, and it has its own little code of ethics that Dr. Usui wrote called the Reiki Precepts. And just like Reiki, they're very simple, they're very grounding, and they're entirely focused on the present moment. And I'll read them in a second, but these, we pulled these out of kind of um, like a little poem or a little mantra that he wrote that's really short, and I'm going to post that on the show social so you can read it in context because it's just, it's all, it's like a great thing to do, which is these. And it's only for today. So it starts out just for today. I will be grateful. I will not worry. I will not anger. I will be honest and true to myself. I will be kind and respectful to all of creation. Boom. Who can't get behind that? Literally nobody. And also side note, the word Reiki is used as a verb as well as a noun. So don't be confused by the shorthand, the shorthand, because I may say I Reiki'd your dog using it as like a past verb tense, but I also might say, would you like Reiki using it as a noun? Both of those are correct. And, uh, the word Reiki also doesn't have to be capitalized, but it often is. It's used very fluidly. So if you're getting confused by that, don't just know that there's a shorthand there. That's totally acceptable. So what does it do? Reiki sends pulsing magnetic fields into your body to recalibrate your physical body to the optimal frequencies that promote our body's natural healing processes by dissolving physical and emotional energy blocks while simultaneously putting your brain into the theta and or alpha states to promote rest, relaxation, and self-realization. It is essentially creating an ideal physical, mental, and emotional vessel for you to thrive in even long after your session has ended. Whew. So how does it do that, you ask? I'm here for you. Now, we're going to get a little science-y for a second, but I think it's important. In quantum physics, energy is the fundamental nature of existence, and there's no solid matter. This is matter. <laughs> there's no solid matter. There's no solid matter. This is what uh, E equals MC squared means, you know, Einstein. Uh, have you heard? <laughs> energy and mass are the same thing, and they're interchangeable. So therefore, our bodies are energy. And everything is just oscillating energy at different frequencies because we're all made of atoms and molecules that are constantly moving. So essentially, the denser the vibration, the more likely we are to experience pain, illness, discomfort, disease, and the freer or lighter the vibration, the greater chance for well-being. Hence uh, why we say high vibe. Although it's important to note that actually everything has its own optimal frequency and sometimes they actually aren't technically actually high as far as measurements are concerned, but you get the idea. So everything that we experience as we go through life gets stored in the cellular structure of the body. And this is how physical and emotional blocks can occur because all trauma is stored in the body, whether it's big trauma or little trauma, anytime we feel shame, all of that, they're, the, they're stored in the body as blocks and they act as literal roadblocks that distort our body's optimal frequencies and they can lead to health problems. Um, and as a little aside here, this is why eating meat can have negative effects on your health. This is why... Um, a lot of people feel that when you're eating meat, you're ingesting that trauma. If you've ever heard that, that's what this is talking about, um, which I is one of many, many reasons why I don't eat meat. Um, and also this is all old news. Like we know that stress leads to physical ailments. We know that it can cause headaches, tension, stomach aches, ulcers, emotions like rage and grief can cause tumors. We know that most disease is psychosomatic. That's already established, meaning that the mind body connection is key. It's, it's like the whole shebang. So stress and immune suppression are essentially synonymous. 
So furthermore, we know that pulsing magnetic fields jumpstart the healing of tissue and bone, like laser therapy or PEMF devices. Um, And if you measure the pulsing magnetic fields coming from the hands of Reiki healers, and the studies do show that it specifically comes from our hands and furthermore, the actual palms, like for me personally, when I'm channeling Reiki, uh, my hands turn into like literal stovetops, like they within maybe two to three seconds go just drastically increase in temperature. So it's kind of nice because if your hands are cold, I just turn on some Reiki. Um, but anyway, so the the pulsing magnetic fields coming from our hands are in the same frequency ranges that are optimal for stimulating bone and tissue repair, which are in the ELF range. So this guy, Dr. Jeff, or Dr. John, <laughs> Dr. Jeff. So this Dr. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So this guy, Dr. John Zimmerman, did a lot of these tests. And in his studies, the most common frequency of Reiki coming from healers' hands was around 7 hertz, although they've been measured to go up to 30 hertz because it varies moment to moment and it varies client to client. And I think that this is super fun because the Schumann resonance, which is the frequency of the Earth's electromagnetic spectrum, is 7.83 hertz. So that's kind of the tuning fork of the planet and as inhabitants of this planet, for better or for worse, it's safe to say that it's an ideal rhythm to tune into, um, but it's also one that stimulates our body's natural healing processes. For example, we know that specifically 7 hertz is the ideal frequency for stimulating bone growth, 10 hertz uh, for ligament repair, and 15 hertz for capillary formation. And all of these are within Reiki ranges. So Reiki essentially is sending in optimal frequencies that go in and dissolve the less than optimal frequencies, aka the blocks in our body that can be physical like a tumor or emotional like trauma or both. And again, the body-mind connection is key to overall well-being. And P.S., this is also exactly how acupuncture works. I'm going to get some water. Ooh, that's refreshing. So then, additionally, when researcher Robert C. Beck attached Reiki healers and their clients to EEGs, everyone's brainwaves, meaning both my, like the healer and the client, were shown to average around the 7.8 to 8.1 hertz range, which straddles the theta and the alpha states. And Baxter's getting water as well. Good boy, Baxter. So theta waves occur during deep sleep, meditation, hypnosis. They are our gateway to intuition, to learning, to memory. In this state, our senses are withdrawn from the external world and focus on internal signals. It's been called the twilight state or the fantasy state. And neuroscientists have proven that alpha brainwave activity reduces symptoms of depression and anxiety and increases creative thinking. It is generally categorized as wakeful relaxation and has been called the, quote, power of now state. It also helps in mental coordination, calmness, alertness, mind-body integration, and learning. And P.S., when you meditate, you are creating more alpha brainwaves. Like, meditating is not just sitting and thinking happy hippie thoughts. It literally changes your brain chemistry. So these two states are great brain states to be in. Hello. And this is why Reiki is so especially effective for stress reduction and trauma release because your brain is in this safe, peaceful, meditative place so you can slow down, process your emotions, whether it's on a conscious level or not, and relax so your body can breathe and heal while these blocks are being dissolved. And I say that it may not be on a conscious level because I've never ever had a Reiki session that left me feeling re-traumatized in the way that sometimes 
I'm obviously a huge proponent of therapy. I'm in therapy. Don't misunderstand. But sometimes I've left therapy feeling very raw, very down in the dumps, because when you're cleaning out your, you know, your emotional junk drawer, it can be really triggering and you're kind of like reliving things and you're rethinking it. And it can be really tough to confront and unpack and then go back to your day. That is not how this process has ever worked for me or any client I've ever treated. And that's just because that's the nature of Reiki. Reiki heals in a painless, non-invasive way. And I describe it as sort of happening in the background or like in the subconscious. It's not an emotional or physical earthquake. It's very loving. It's very grounding and it's very uplifting. And part of that is because Reiki healers will never begin giving Reiki without an intention. That's one of the first things you learn as a Reiki practitioner. And it's one of the most important things because intention amplifies the magnetic field of the body. All living tissue has a biomagnetic field because we're conductors. So like our our muscles and our organs are conductors. So we have a biomagnetic field and the physical human heart, like literally the heart that sits in our ribcage generates the largest electrical and magnetic field of the entire body. It's about a hundred times stronger than the electrical and magnetic fields of the brain. And it can be physically projected. Yes. Intentions can be literally a measured and be physically sent through space. Like, I can't. I get so amped about this stuff. So this guy, Roland McCready, he has a PhD. He's a scientist. He's a psychophysiologist. He's the executive VP and director of research at the HeartMath Institute. He did these experiments with people attached to electrocardiograms. And according to his data, he said, quote, intentional feelings of compassion, love, and appreciation produce a certain frequency spectrum of the electrocardiogram that shows up in the biomagnetic field and affects the cells of the body in a beneficial way. If this intentionality is maintained, which it is, the frequency is sufficiently powerful to induce changes in the structure of water hello, we're mostly made of water, as well as DNA. Therefore, the more the healer can focus on a state of sincere love or caring, the more coherent the energy and the greater effect on tissue repair. Could you die? And this is extremely exciting because all Reiki healers everywhere for every single client only ever have one intention ever. And that is that the Reiki that we give would be for your highest good. That is literally verbatim what is in like our student handbooks. That's all it is. Reiki would be for your highest good. So that's the most loving and sincere intention you could have. Oh, I get so excited. So... To summarize, the effects of Reiki therapy are the result of physical processes and not the placebo effect. And what's happening is just that the mechanics of Reiki help to create an ideal environment for health and well-being on all levels. It literally raises your universal life force energy. Uh, Louis Pasteur or Louis Pasteur said, the pathogen is nothing. The terrain is everything in regards to an individual's internal environment contributing much more to a person's tendency to experience illness and disease than the infecting organisms or pathogens themselves. I know I'm talking a million miles a minute, but I just get so amped about this. So because of all of that, what can Reiki be used for? Stress relief, inner peace, releasing past trauma, releasing emotions, creative blocks, mental clarity, releasing energy blocks like we talked about, increasing energy, strengthening your immune system, relief from physical pain, tension, inflammation, ease of anxiety and depression, insomnia, better sleep, spiritual detox. It's it's insane because it's like anything you can think of 
there's a way that Reiki could help. I really believe that it can help to unblock and realign your chakras because I mean, chakras sound witchy and they are, but chakras are literally just the endocrine system, which everybody has. So chakras are the subtle body equivalent to the physical body's endocrine glands. For example, like the throat chakra is just your thyroid, like the subtle body version throat chakra, but it's just relating to the gland of the thyroid, like the thyroid and the parathyroid glands. And furthermore, when you're meditating or doing yoga and your teacher has you chant om, like om, they do that because those vibrate those glands and it stimulates them, which is good for you. So don't let any lingo confuse you or make you uncomfortable. Like, and if it does, just be curious about it because I, I find time and time and time and time and time again that the stuff that, like, if you're somebody who's like, ah, eh, chakras sound weird. It's like, well, it might just be something completely different than you think. Like in this scenario, it's like, it's just glands, which is kind of gross, but hey, we all got them. I'm going to put on some chappy. Also, Reiki can be used for manifesting and increasing self-worth because it calms and grounds you by realigning you with your most authentic self that you entered the world as because it clears out all the junk that throw that life throws at us. Like all the conditioning, the limiting beliefs, the trauma, the trauma bonding, the loss, the shame, the stress, the abuse, day-to-day living. Like just think of it as a full body, mind, and spirit detox. It's it's cleansing your slate and realigning you back into a high worth state. And it just reinforces that you are perfect and holy as is. It reminds you of that. And this is why Reiki is so effective in leading people to self-actualization and self-realization because it clears the way for our highest consciousness. And I'm definitely one of those people. I have never been happier or healthier or more authentically myself with like because of Reiki. And everything around me has never been more dire. There's no reason for me to be happy, healthy, or authentically myself in any way, shape, or form. It's that powerful. It can also be used for future meetings, future presentations, or auditions, or performances, because Reiki is not bound by time or space. Like, I think the best way to describe it is that you can think of it as a prayer if you're somebody who prays. Like, dear Lord, please help me do my best at this audition. Great. That's exactly what I'm doing. I can send Reiki to a specific time and place or like an event so that it's there when you get there. I can essentially infuse an event with Reiki. It's exciting. So speaking of that, how do I have Reiki? So in the Asui method of uh, of healing, um, of natural healing, the essence of Reiki is passed on from master to student through a series of initiations called attunements, where I'm permanently opened as a channel for the Reiki to flow through me and into you. It does not come from me. I'm simply holding that space for you with the intention that it will be for your highest good. And currently I've had five attunements and I'm definitely planning to go further and get the final attunement. I have one more um, to become a full-fledged Reiki master because right now I'm a Reiki practitioner, which is just one step below. And just to clarify, the term master simply means master of oneself and nothing more. There's no ego in Reiki. And each level is really rewarding and really beautiful because Reiki really requires healers to heal themselves before they can heal others, which I think is, you know, a general good rule of thumb. So a ton of self-work and shadow work and self-healing goes into it. So it's a very personal experience and it's just been so, I mean, eye-opening and just like priceless to my happiness and to my health. So I'm really looking forward to more of that growth, but I'm also not rushing that process because uh, there's no need to. So 
what does Reiki feel like? It's different for everyone. And it varies session. (laughs) It varies session to session. Um, I've had really intense sessions where I was super hot and like kind of twitchy, but I've also (laughs) slept through the whole session before when I've worked with other practitioners and both of those are great. Like there's no wrong way to do it. It can feel euphoric. It can feel, um, like you can get hot and cold sensations. You can get tingling sensations because the energy is just getting really ruffled up. So sometimes your eyelids can get really fluttery. Sometimes you'll have like an amazing breakthrough because you'll get in touch with your own unadulterated intuition. And so you can have these big spiritual shifts. Like you can kind of come out of it being like, Oh, I have so much clarity about something. It's really just the best. And afterwards you feel so solid. Like your feet are just so planted firmly and confidently on the ground and your head is clear. Like when I, when I do Reiki, I just get so much non-causal joy. Like I'm literally just like this little kid, like do 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 walk into my car. Like it's just a really, it's, it, it firmly sets you in the here and the now and it quiets your mind and it's extremely uplifting. It's just, it's delicious. Um, it's, you got to do it. Um, also you don't have to believe in Reiki to reap the benefits. And I, and I have a study that I'm going to share with you, but I do want to give a little bit of a heads up. This is a little sad, and I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute. So this researcher named Crinsley D. Bengston did a study with mice who had cancer who were predicted to die within 14 to 27 days. And he split them into two groups. So he had a Reiki group and a control group. And the Reiki group received Reiki for an hour a day for 30 days. And the tumors developed these black areas, which later imploded and essentially dissolved. And all of those mice went on to live a normal lifespan. The control group who did not receive Reiki all died within the predicted time frame. So he freaked out, obviously, and he's, he redid the experiment three more times in completely different cities with completely different healers. And each time, the overall results showed that 87.9 of the mice who received Reiki lived, while 100% of the control group mice died. Furthermore, in two out of the four experiments, the mice who went into remission were later re-injected with cancer, and it did not take suggesting that the immunological boost they received was effective over time and not just while they were directly receiving Reiki from a practitioner in a session. Now, obviously, this is very sad, and I have a very big problem with somebody re-injecting cancer into animals, but I do just want to clarify, this was a researcher that's not a member of the Reiki community. He actually did this, um, did these experiments because he was a skeptic and he wanted to figure out what was going on and get some scientific evidence that, you know, to prove or disprove Reiki. So I can't comment on his ethics, but I do want to make it very clear that I in no way support that. But this is what he wrote at the end of these experiments. Quote, the tentative conclusions are that belief in laying on of hands is not necessary to produce the effect. There's a stimulated immune response to the treatment, which is reproducible and predictable, and the mice retain immunity to the same cancer after remission. So obviously mice don't know what Reiki is and they still reaped the benefit, but also it speaks to the long-term benefits of receiving Reiki. Like for example, I don't turn off Reiki at the end of our session. I just kind of open the channel and I hold that space for you for as long as it needs. Like meaning I'm not going to, we don't sit there on zoom for nine hours, but once we're done, it just flows until it's done and it continues to work its magic long-term. And obviously, I want to make the note, I'm not claiming that Reiki can cure cancer. I'm only sharing the studies that show its positive effect on the immune system. So 
What is a session like? We'll chat for a few minutes at the top to see if you have any specific physical and or emotional concerns. You don't have to have any because I'm going to do a full inner and outer body healing regardless. But if you do want to share something, just know that it's a safe and confidential space. I'm a fully certified legal and insured business. This sessions are a very sacred space. So just feel safe knowing that. And then essentially you get comfy and whatever way you'd like, you can sit, you can lie down, you can do whatever you want. And I get to work. I'll guide you through the first few minutes and then I'll generally be silent for the rest of the session. My eyes are generally closed. I may be making hand or arm gestures or writing things down, but your eyes are closed, so you probably won't care. And then I do a full body, mind, spirit treatment. And then after I close the session, I'll kind of gently bring you back up out of your relaxed state. And then we'll go over anything specific that may have come up and then any ideas that I have um, for next steps that I think you might benefit from. So You'll notice that all of my branding really stresses the intuitive part of this process because Reiki attunement gives you these insane kinesthetic sensibilities. And then additionally, as I've mentioned before, I'm a clear cognizant. So I already have really heightened psychic sensitivities so much so that it can actually really freak people out. So I do just want to say this here and now because I get this a lot. No, I cannot read your mind. That's not how my abilities work. Some people have that. I do not. Um, So keep thinking your dirty thoughts, you animals. So how do you schedule? Go to heathergracehancock.com slash Reiki, and there's very easy to follow instructions on there. That's also where you can find all my pricing and all my promotions. I try to be extremely accessible because I'm so passionate about this. As you can tell, I'm talking a million miles a minute. It makes me so excited because I'm so, so, so grateful that I discovered this. It's made such a positive change in my life, and I want Everybody, like, I feel like I've just discovered vitamin C and I'm like, everybody needs it. So I know that like Gwyneth Paltrow and like Cameron Diaz and Angelina Jolie, like they're all obsessed with Reiki. So I think it's kind of gotten this like high end LA woo woo reputation, but I, I'd really like to change that. And I'm going to touch more on that in a few minutes because I'm actually going to do a little special like deal for my podcast listeners. So we're going to talk about it in a minute. <gasps> Isn't this exciting? How's everybody doing? How, I mean, are, is your brain like exploding. It's insane, right? Um, And then so in closing, I just have a couple FAQs. Anyone can learn Reiki if that's something that interests you and you want to look into certifications and anyone at any age can receive Reiki. It's gentle. It's painless. It has no interactions with anything, drugs or otherwise. It's extremely powerful on its own, but it also works beautifully in tandem with all other healing modalities, including allopathic medicine, medication, therapy. I do all of that in addition to this no problem there. Um, also, I just wanted to point out that I in no way take on any of your negativity or your grief or your back pain or whatever it is. I'm not taking those blocks away from you. Reiki allows you to process it so it can pass through you. I know that there's other healing energy modalities where the healer does take on your stuff. Um, but fortunately, uh, not with Reiki, which I appreciate. Um, all of my sessions are done remotely via zoom. So this does not change the efficacy of Reiki at all. And one of my attunements and certifications is specifically for distance healing. So, and if you don't have, uh, access to zoom or Skype, we can do it over the phone. If we need to do that, we can do that too. And then lastly, I just wanted to close, um, talking about crystals because I know that people are like, crystals. Crystals have been used for centuries to amplify and maintain energy vibrations. And that's kind of it. I know that like Adele has said that she performs better when she holds crystals. And that's because crystals are essentially just batteries that store energy and then send it out in an amplified form. And that's just because of their, they have inherent repetitive patterns. So 
the power of crystals is not new age or anything like that. It's literally just geometry and math. So I love, I mean, I love crystals. I always have mostly just cause I think they're pretty and they're witchy and I enjoy them. Like when I was little, I used to go on walks and come back with like my like pants, like sagging off of me because I would just collect every little rock that I found while I was out like playing. Cause I just love earthy stuff like that. So they're a great amplifier, but they're totally not required. And there's no like woo woo to it really. Um, and also side note, I'm actually in the process of adding crystals and other cleansing tools like sage and incense to my business just as another way to make Reiki a little bit more accessible because I'm going to program and infuse every single thing in my shop with Reiki. So it's like if you don't want to do a session, you can you know get a crystal that has Reiki in it, um, which is great. So I'm going to have those available in the very near future. And then I think I'm also going to have an option where you can request like what you want them to be programmed with like you can send a specific intention that I will infuse into it so how exciting is that um I'm really looking forward to that so in closing offering Reiki is a really exciting way that I can contribute to my community and I mean my global community I'm not just talking about LA so much of my love for acting and painting is the inherent ability that art has to move us and to connect us. And I really see Reiki as an extension of that because healing is so utterly necessary. I really, really believe that self-work is the best thing that we can do for the planet. Once we have healed ourselves, then we can go heal the world. I really believe that. And you guys know that this is a witchy, ghosty podcast, but ghosty, ghosty, but you also know that I'm super, I'm fiercely passionate about social justice and every little bit helps, like every little bit helps. And my experience with Reiki has been that it helps a whole fucking lot with healing on every level, making me a stronger force to be reckoned with when I go out there and fight for equality and justice and try to raise awareness. So I can't speak highly enough of it and highly enough about it. Words are hard, but I just wanted to break that down. I hope that that makes a lot of sense. Let me know if you have questions. And that's that. Like, try it out if it sounds cool. You can book with me no matter where you are in the world. I do it all remotely. Or you can find a local practitioner in your area. Like, I have no problem. Like, I just want you to experience it. I want everybody to be able to experience it. And so what I'm going to do... Sorry, I have an itch on my nose. Um, I'm going to be doing a weird little special for my podcast listeners. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to be offering 10-minute remote burst sessions for 20 bucks. So these particular appointments are not going to be via Zoom. I'm just going to do it on my end, and then I'll send you an email with essentially like a report of findings. So we don't need to schedule a time or anything like that. It's not going to be face-to-face for these little shorties, but I'm just going to do a full body-mind mini session on you just to give you a little like shot of Reiki. So if you're interested in that, go to the website and fill out the new client form. And then when you're filling it out, uh, type in the promo code podcast. There's a spot that says, do you have a promo code and write in the word podcast and then we'll get that going. So I realize that's a whole lot of fun, witchy quantum physics that I just threw at you. So again, If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. You can do that on my website or you can email me. And then you can also follow my Reiki Instagram at Reiki Healing with Grace. So that is that. Isn't that exciting? It's so mind blowing. But look, we need to talk about something that's very serious. And I know all of you know what I'm talking about. And it's birds. 
what the fuck is going on there? Am I the only one who's extraordinarily concerned? What evolutionary train wreck made a creature that looks like a baby Voldemort, puts feathers on him, and then gives him the legs of a demon? Why are we not freaking out about this every day? Body of a bird, the legs of a dinosaur? Huh? Qua? If there's ever been something to talk to the manager about, it's birds and their Frankenbird bodies. I have questions. Have you ever held a bird? They're like scales. Their knees are scaly. The rest of them is fluffy. Huh? I know I'm not the only one who's thought about this. Hashtag Frankenbird bodies. <laughs> it's so weird. It's super weird. And then they have weird little tweezer mouths. I mean, I could go on and on. I have questions. Ooh, birds. The fuck's going on there? Um, but coming back around to some fun ghosty stuff, we're going to do some picks of the day. And I don't know. I feel like I was the last person to figure this out. Have you guys heard of Dear David? Because I went down like a full four hour rabbit hole one day and I'm like obsessed. So I'm going to link in the show notes um, an article from Bustle that's like a great kind of like it's for Dear David what this episode is for Reiki. It's like start here, end here. This is good. And so it's essentially it's this guy in New York who a few years ago he used to work for BuzzFeed and he's like this single dude. He used to live alone in this apartment in like Brooklyn, I think. And he via Twitter started sharing for like a year and a half, like the haunting of his apartment. And it was like this insane storytelling via tweets with like videos and pictures. And he like, like chairs were moving and his cats were freaking out. He tried to take pictures where there was hauntings and it was like black on the Polaroid camera, like in paranormal research, they use a lot of, um, what are they called? I literally just said it. Those like old time Polaroid. Thank you. Thank you self. Um, they use like Polaroid cameras cause older stuff like that tends to catch that stuff. Also supposedly a lot of ghost and spirit activity happens in like a split second. So the human natural eye misses it and it would be like only his doorway was dark and then he ends up getting a camera and he's catching like, it's just crazy. And I read through this bustle article. I was riveted. It is amazing. I don't know if it's true or not. He apparently like totally sticks to this, but it just gets, I mean, it's so good. Like it has everything. It has everything. So that's one of my picks of the day. Go to the bustle article. If you don't already know what this is and go down the dear David rabbit hole. Cause it is just a great fucking haunted story. Like it is so good. And now he has, oh, and this is so mega weird. Now he has a show on the travel channel called trending fear, which is like, not the best, but I'll watch it. But then I was watching it the other day and one of my friends was on the show that I went to college with and I literally like DM'd her and I was like, bitch, I am watching you on TV right now. It was crazy because um, she's a psychic medium. So I was like, dude, so we're going to for sure have her on the show. If that's not the most serendipitous meeting of all time, I don't know what is. Um, but it's just, it's really if it's fake, it's brilliant. If it's real, it's terrifying. So either way, it's great. Also, my another pick of the week, pick of the day, we still don't know. We may never know. The pick. Expedition Sasquatch on the Travel Channel, hosted by Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. 
Um, or in our house, we call it the Sasquatch and Show because we are well-adjusted adults. So we've been watching that. We just finished season one. I think there's going to be a season two. I don't think it's out yet, but we rather enjoyed it. I've said this before. Cryptids are not really my cup of tea, but I don't dislike them. I'm more like witchy, ghosty stuff, but Ken really likes UFO, Sasquatch stuff. So we started watching that and we really enjoyed it. So uh, if you're into something like that, that's a good place to start. I'm also going to be linking in the show notes a Google Doc from Girls Night In that has, it's kind of like a comprehensive list of black mental health resources. So it's, if that's you or someone you know, it's it's an amazing resource to help members of the black community find resources for mental health support because times are bad. So, and along those lines, I'm also going to be linking in the show notes, the National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network. So if you are somebody who identifies with that community and you need therapy and you want somebody who fucking gets it, this is a great network to go and choose a therapist who has been through and is going through maybe what you have been through and what you are going through. So I think that's amazing. So I'm going to link that as well. So now for a listener voicemail. Hey, Grace, it's Alden. I just wanted to send in a quick message to give you major props and praise for talking about the terrors, the horrors, the the sick, twisted nature of ski lifts because they have been one of my key fears since childhood. I remember being in the Czech Republic with my family on a vacation in middle school and then again in early high school and just just praying that we could hike or do anything but get on a ski lift. Like who would ever invent those things? Uh, it's pretty twisted. They are probably up there with frogs in my top three fears. I'm petrified of frogs. They scare me. I will give them an entire like 20 foot radius if I ever see one on the sidewalk and go a completely different direction. Um, So maybe at some point you could do an episode diving into those small fears, those fears that sound silly, but definitely are not. Uh, You're onto something here. I think that that could be a fun topic for a future episode. Hope you're well. Bye. Thank you so much, Alden, for that voicemail. Uh, yeah, look, ski lifts are sick. The world is just a dark place full of men who want to see the men burn. See the men burn? Wait, the world is a dark... Oh, Lord. You get it. But I do have some questions here. What? I adore frogs. How are you afraid of frogs? They're so fucking cute. Oh, I love frogs so much. Frogs are probably my top 10 favorite animals. Why are you afraid of them? Is it because they're slimy? I love frogs, but I do. I mean, I want to hear more about that, but I also, I love that idea. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode on uh, fear and our weird phobias and stuff. I like that idea a lot, <clears throat> which reminds me, you guys, I'm always looking for show ideas. So if you have a topic that you want me to cover, like I spend a lot of time researching things like I, I, uh, like I really seek out well-rounded resources. Like I really do my homework. So if you have a topic that you're wanting, I don't know my opinion on, or if you're just wanting like somebody to be like, Hey, what the fuck is that? Um, send that in. Or if there's just something funny or silly, I'm always looking for new show ideas. So always email me those. Um, I love that. And again, Alden, thank you so much for that idea. And for that call again, very worried about the frog situation. Let me know what, what did a frog do to you? Ate your 
fly snack. I don't know. Um, but again, I always want to be creating beneficial content, educational content, entertaining content. So send me any and every idea that you guys have. Cause I've also found that a lot of ideas lead to other ideas and it's just like a wonderful idea train and it's great. So do that. And also while you're at it, our call to action next week, remember you can email me anytime, really from any place as well. Uh, it's on you, uh, think piecing at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor app i don't know why it came out my mouth like that it's weird weird things are happening next week's episode episode six can you believe feels like the longest shortest period of time um but next week we're going to be talking about how embarrassment builds character (laughs) i thought it would be fun to throw in a light episode um I want to hear all your guys' shit because it is just the best and that's kind of what the world needs. So send me your embarrassing stories. You can leave me a voicemail or send me an email. If you want to remain anonymous uh, because your diarrhea tale is just too traumatizing, um, in a voicemail, just don't say your name. um, And I will also... I think that when you guys do it, you can name your own voicemails. So just don't name it your name. But if you do, I'll rename it and just say you know, story or something generic. Um, but if you email me and then just leave a note in there that says you want to be anonymous and I won't say your name, but send it in. We all need laughs. Who doesn't want to hear, you know, an embarrassing story. I have some really good ones. I have some people who I already know are sending in really good ones and I want to hear your really good ones. So let's all laugh at ourselves because times are bad. And I'm going to come over here and grab today's tarot poll. As you know, We do a tarot pull every show. It's an exciting time. And I have to say, I was a little flattered. Oh, fucking A. I was a little flattered to get this card for our Reiki episode because what I pulled is number two, the High Priestess. So I was very flattled. Flattled? Why do I keep saying flattled? That's not a word, Grace. Flattled. You know, I just got so excited talking about Reiki. My tongue's like, I'm out. I get it, man. I get it. Um, I very rarely get this card. I genuinely don't know. I think I've maybe pulled this card once before. Like, I think a lot of tarot readers will back me up on this, but sometimes, like I said this to Tor, I think too, I, I'm a very earthy, I love Wicca, I like nature-based stuff of all kinds. I have a very strong connection to plants and animals. I like that kind of shit. So I get a lot of pentacles in my own polls for myself, which is the earth suit. Um, or as I think I said in that episode, the earth suite, whatever you want. Um, so a lot of times you see a lot of repetitive things come up for certain people. And so it's just very interesting that I pulled this card because I don't believe I've ever gotten this card for myself. So all that to say, I was very flattered to get this in regards to our Reiki episode because the high priestess is um, all uh, like, what's the word? Like she's ever existent. Like she's, she's seated in time. She doesn't begin. She doesn't end. She's very mysterious. She's very introverted and thoughtful. She's very strong. And she's the symbol of intuition and spiritual enlightenment. Like, have we not just been shooting the shit about that for this whole thing? So I thought that was crazy. Like literally the high priestess is a divine feminine ruler. Hello. Yes, please. And the gatekeeper between the physical and spiritual worlds. 
how perfect is that? So I kind of took this as like the universe kind of recognizing my efforts in this in this episode today. I was so flattered. Um, and I think it's also for all of us, it's just another gentle reminder to spend extra time on self-care. I stress intuition all the time because I think we can A, build that muscle to learn to trust it more because B, I think it's oftentimes really correct. That's why I've talked about in the past how some forms of rock bottom, some forms of pain are helpful because they're indicative of, you know, like if your back hurts, okay, like that might be a bigger issue that you need to address. Or like, are you not dealing with something? Are you packing something down, packing down your emotions, like stuff like that. So I, I, I think it's a great gentle reminder to spend extra time on self-care because self-care is not selfishness. It's just being responsible and respectful to your body and you cannot help anybody if you cannot help yourself first. So preventative practices are key. That's why I talk a lot about grounding and bath time because I am talking to myself more than anybody and I hope that what I'm talking about benefits you guys because I know the world is strange, what's happening out there. Um, so we have to be extra, extra vigilant and extra, extra diligent. So what an on-point card. Am I right, my friends? And on that note, that's the end. What a fun show. Did you learn stuff? Do you feel good? I hope so. Also, birds. What the fuck? Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, my goodness. Episode ooh, five. What a great episode. <laughs> and next week, there'll be episode six. It's so weird. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Um, you can tell your acting coaches you could tell your piano teachers you can tell your your partners and your pets you can tell your neighbors you can tell your sanitation workers you could tell your friends aunts i bet a lot of your friends have aunts <laughs> who need this in their lives so do that uh, don't tell any Karens because they're not welcome here, but review the show, rate and review the show. It takes two seconds and it's super, super helpful. Apple Podcasts is kind of like the hub of stuff and that really helps the show gain visibility and also ads, um, which is helpful with, because uh, I work very hard. I do, I design the logo. I do all my own socials. I do all my own graphics. I do all my own editing. It's like a one lady circus. So it means a lot to me when I hear that you guys are liking it and enjoying it. You can support the show additionally by going to my anchor page, anchor.fm slash thinkpiecing slash support. Ooh, we almost didn't make it. Or you can Venmo me. My handle on there is at Mrs. Grace Face. I don't know if it's really called a handle on Venmo, but you get it. Uh, show merch links in the link tree bio for the show. You can get t-shirts. Those you just got to email me directly. And oh, you know what? I also have, ooh, ooh, I'm excited for this. Okay. I've added some new shit in my society six shop. So my sort of like now infamous skull painting, I have added three different items for that. So that is now available as a tapestry as wrapping paper, because I was like, why the fuck not? And then also a face mask, which brings me to my other thing. I now, we now specifically have more think piecing merch in my society six shop. One of them is a face mask and one of them is a fanny pack. Now, I feel very strongly about fanny packs. I don't know why we call them fanny packs, and I will I will be asking for you guys to let me know your thoughts on that. I know that, like, in the UK, isn't, like, 
the frontal genitalia, your fanny. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Did they invent the fanny? I don't get it. I have questions. Let me know. But the fanny pack for the Think Piecing logo is hella cute. It's so witchy and I love it. And then now they have face masks. So you can get the Think Piecing logo on a face mask and it's machine washable. It has an inner pocket that you can add additional filters in there if you want. Like if you want to put a disposable mask in there so that you're like triple, triple, triple. Like what do I, how do I address this? I don't know. But you can add stuff in there to like throw away and then the mask itself is machine washable. Um, and also it a portion of it goes to the COVID recovery fund. So it's a win, win, win. And honestly, it's just cool. I really love, I really, really love the logo. I worked so hard on it. I really enjoyed um, watching that iteration kind of come to life and I really like it. So I'll probably get one for myself as well. So that's it. Buy stuff if you want to, but I understand if you can't. And I think that's it. I felt like I had one more thing to say, but it's too late. Follow me everywhere at Mrs. Gray's Face. Follow the show everywhere at Think Piecing. And I will see all of you next week. Hey team, I'm Grace Hancock and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Grace and shop prints of my original artwork as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Grace and check it out.